So good. Yeah. So many things for us to continue to participate in. So fantastic. Just uh, so appreciate the team, all the hard work that's been done over the last little while, just getting us set to be able to uh, continue to be fellowshipping like this. And uh, just again, we marvel at the goodness of the Lord in enabling us to get all of the infrastructure in place. And it's amazing how these different components just came together just in the last uh, few weeks leading up to the lockdown. So we could have things, um, you know, with all the, uh, the lockdown, things are not coming into the country. So imports or whatever were all ceased. And uh, we were able to get all the equipment we needed to do this in time. So what an amazing way in which the Lord was uh, caring for us and uh, enabling us to, to continue to be family together. So, so good. Yeah, and uh, really appreciate uh, everyone staying in connection through our community connect groups and through commenting on Facebook and various other WhatsApp groups. It's just so heartening to, to hear about how we are still remaining closely connected to one another. And, uh, and this, I think, is actually God's heart and, and His intention for us. And we remind it again in a very powerful way through this whole COVID-19 experience that the church actually is the people of God knit together, <coughs> excuse me, in proper relationships. It's not about coming to a building. It's not about uh, a, a big celebration. Those are fantastic, and, uh, and it's, it's part of our expression, but it's not the only expression. And I think we, we're getting something of a, a highlight of our life together and being shared uh, in, in our experiences one with another through our small groups. And uh, I just love the emphasis that the Holy Spirit is giving to this during this time. So, so good. Uh, as you know, we love to pray. Jesus said, my house will be a, a house of prayer. And uh, so just a couple of items for us just to uh, keep in our, in our hearts today as we just want to pray together. We, we want to pray that the Lord would give us patience. You know, we, we want to be good citizens. The, the government has asked us to, to do certain things and to live in a particular way. And this is about loving your neighbor as yourself. You know, you might be safe and we trust in God that we will be safe. That there's a measure of God's health and protection over us. But we want to think about other people as well. We want to love them well by not being carriers and spreaders of the virus. And so it requires patience. And you know, I think our patience is being tested. So God is giving us a great opportunity to grow in patience. How about this next one? That we, we have a test to see whether we have a heart of submission. Can we submit to others? You know, the thing about submission is not that you're in agreement with others when you agree with them, but that you actually, when you're in disagreement with them, you actually still choose to honor them and actually go along with what they're asking you to do. That is the heart of submission. And so as people of the kingdom, we're not a bunch of rebels, but we are those who submit to God, firstly, and then to those that He has put into positions of authority. And... Uh, we're able to continue to, to worship the Lord, so they're not banning on worship. And uh, please, folks, there's so many fake news items going around that uh, the government is trying to close down churches or whatever. 
this is not the case. We're still able to worship the Lord and, uh, and we can gather online in this particular way. But do you have a heart of submission? This is the thing that's being tested. And so we're being able to grow and develop and mature in our walk with Jesus in this aspect of, of submission. We also want to pray for the restoration of the economy. So many people facing enormous challenges. But the Lord is bringing us through. But we want to pray for not just ourselves, but we want to pray for our city. We want to pray for the prosperity of our city. And we want to pray for the well-being of, of our nation. And then pray for our government as well. Thank you, Lord, that in all of these things, as we turn our hearts to you, as we submit before you as our great authority, our great king, we ask, Lord, that you would work in our hearts and give us a heart of honor and submission to others. Even if we wish they did it differently, even if we had a different idea, but we choose to submit, even when it's hard. Lord, we ask that you would work this inside of us, cause us not to be a bunch of rebels, but cause us to have the heart of the kingdom, which is willing to turn the other cheek, even if we feel that we've been taken advantage of. Holy Spirit, work deep inside of us. Let us not waste the opportunity of what you're doing to cause us to grow, cause us to come to a place of greater fruitfulness in you. And so we thank you, Lord, for our nation. We ask, Lord, that you would release your hand of favor and blessing over the economy, that we would be astounded the nation would be astounded. The nations of the world would be astounded at the level of economic activity. That you would cause things to, to blossom and to flourish. Even as you can cause rivers to flow in the desert, in places of wilderness. We're asking for great fruitfulness in our economy. And thank you, Lord, for our government. And we ask again, Lord that you would release wisdom from on high, that you would strengthen them. We're asking, Lord, for, for the blueprints of heaven that would be released to our leaders for the sake of all of the peoples of this great nation. We're asking for wisdom and insight to be released to those who are leading us at this time. So we thank you, Lord, for our nation. We thank you for our city. We thank you for our suburb. We thank you for our families. We thank you for one another. And we ask for your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, so good. Yeah. Well, just uh, so good for us to be sharing in this way. And uh, trust that your, your, your heart is stirred for, for more of the Lord. I want to share with you something that the Lord showed me in, in the middle of last night. So in the middle of the night, there was a, a time when I had a, a vision kind of dream thing. It was more of a vision than a dream. But I, I, I suddenly saw that there was this fast-flowing current, this uh, almost like this torrent of water that, that was flowing across the land. And I noticed uh, it, it, it was darkness in, in the dream, so it was like a nighttime experience, not just that I was, it was in the night, but 
but the sense was it, it was a time of, of night. But there was rain that was falling and there was a, it was a heavy downpour. It wasn't a destructive downpour, but there was a, a copious amount of water that was falling at, at this time. And then the next thing, there was a bit of a change in the scene and there was like a surge of water, like with an incoming tide and there was this, this high water flood tide kind of thing that, that was happening. And um, like a storm surge uh, that, was, that was flowing um, across the land. And, and then the, the next part of, of this vision had changed and it was, uh, it was daytime and, and I was in a harbor and uh, it, uh, the, the sense, the experience I, I had, I felt was this was our place. And in the harbor, there were many different boats and ships of different kinds. And then there was a prophet, and I, I didn't recognize who he was, but I just knew it was a prophet. And, uh, and he was looking at this whole thing, and it was in the context of the, the outpouring of rain and the strong flowing current of water and the sense of revival that was going to be released. And the prophet said, you're in the right place at the right time. You are perfectly positioned for what God is about to do. Uh, and then that was the end. And uh, so that stayed with me, obviously. And uh, just as I was reflecting on it and just thinking about sharing what, what I saw last night, I believe that the Lord is speaking very powerfully in prophetic ways during this time as we tune our hearts towards him as we expectant that the Lord would be speaking to us. Know that he is speaking to us and that he's releasing his prophetic voice to us as the people of God in this time. You know, the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And so we need both the apostolic to be flowing in our lives, but we also need the prophetic voice to be flowing to us as the Breakthrough Family. And I believe that the Lord was releasing a prophetic encouragement to us that He is working very, very powerfully in us and His plans and His purposes for us and for revival are still top of His agenda. And so uh, I believe that the Lord is stirring our hearts that, that we would have a sense of anticipation and an expectation that this indeed is what he's doing. Now I know that you have quite a bit of time to see all of the various posts, uh, WhatsApps that are being shared and Instagram posts and Facebook and the various other social media uh, platforms that are being used. And I know that there's a lot of the prophetic that's being released and some things that are being shared some of it hasn't, still needs to be weighed and judged and, and tested a little bit more accurately. But I know that what, what I heard and what I saw in, in that vision, it correlates to what, of the, what the Lord has been saying and confirming through a number of other voices. So I, I want to encourage you, God has got us as the breakthrough family. God has got you and His plans and His purposes for us in this time are still very strong, they are secure. And he's actually encouraging us to reach out that he's gonna do even way more than what we've already seen. Now, perhaps just to 
feed you, uh, bring you up to date and give you some feedback as to what the Lord is doing among us as a family. But you know, just in, in these last few weeks of shutdown, and we've just gone through 50 days, can you believe it? Jubilee. <laughs> we, we're celebrating a jubilee under this lockdown. Well, we've got five new community connect groups that are being launched during this time. And that's astounding, people, the amount of growth and uh, the expansion that's happening in our church community. It's not being hindered by the lockdown. It continues to grow and it continues to expand. I mean, that's just a phenomenal thing that the Lord is doing. And we know it's His doing because He said He would build the church. Our role is just to participate with Him, to collaborate and cooperate, but it's what He's doing. He is building His church. And so we don't need to fear. We don't need to be in despair. We don't need to you know, throw our hands in the air with fear and panic. That, that, that's totally overrated. It's not going to get you anywhere. But know that the Lord, He is working powerfully in this time. And so this vision helps to, to strengthen what we are seeing, what we're experiencing, but also to call us to reach out to the Lord for even more. And so that leads me uh, into where we were last week, and we were looking at a passage in Joel chapter 2. And we know from the, the passage there, as it was quoted on the day of Pentecost by Peter, that there's this strong correlation with what God is wanting to do in this time and in this season. And so we, in the lead up to the time of celebrating Pentecost, which will be at the end of the month. And uh, if you'll join me in Joel chapter 2 from verse 28. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. That's why I wasn't too sure if it was a dream or a vision. <laughs> Your young men will see visions. Oh yes, now I, I, I got a vision. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance. As the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. And so this powerful prophecy was given through the prophet Joel. And Peter says, this is that. This has been fulfilled. This great and dreadful, awesome day of the Lord, it's happened. The, the signs in the heavens above. And the, remember, there was an earthquake when, when, when Jesus died, and the, the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. There were signs in the heavens. There were signs on the earth below. Remember, when Jesus was on the cross, the whole earth turned to, to kind of like darkness for several hours. 
And so we see a fulfillment of all of this. And, and Jesus brought deliverance. We were delivered from our sin. Oh, what a dreadful day for Satan. <laughs> he, it was his judgment that came. And, uh, and what an awesome day for those who would believe. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Just powerful prophetic words that, that Joel released and Peter recognized because of the, the anointing of the spirit that was on his life. And he said, this is that. And so he links these things. And, uh, you know, so we don't need to get into doomsday prophetic words. Peter said, this has already been fulfilled. Don't look for another one of these, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm really stirring with some of your eschatological views, aren't I? Yes, of course I am. Nothing, nothing like a good opportunity to stir you to think a little bit. But he says, and afterward, all right? And, and so what was the afterward? Well, the afterward was that experienced tremendous devastation. This is in the book of Joel. And, and there were four waves of pandemics with, with tragedy, with locusts that had been swarming in and eaten everything away. What I want us to do is just to pause a little bit because we're, we're in a, the stage of lockdown here in South Africa. I know we have some friends from around the world who, who are joining us today. But here in South Africa, it's been announced that we're moving from level four of our lockdown to level three. And our, our, our tendency can be that we're so focused on the future and we're not actually concentrating on what's happening in the now. And so I want to just say, can we, as a prophetic people, stay in the now? And this is a tough one for us, Breakthrough, because we are wired prophetically and we are always looking to see, God, what are you doing uh, and what are you going to be doing in the future? And we want to pray, we want to partner, we want to pull the future into the now. But what I want to just say is there's also a responsibility on us to stay in the now and not to miss what God is currently doing because we're so planning for the future that we actually aren't engaging fully in the present and getting everything that God has for us right here, right now. And, and I believe, folks, that this is exactly what the Lord wants us to be concentrating in these next two weeks. Can we stay in the now and can we receive everything that he has for us? You know, it's been said, never waste the opportunity of a crisis. So we're in crisis, right? There's so many things that we're facing that we've not faced before. We're having to adjust. We're having to be very flexible. And we're trying to figure out our way. And, uh, and so that can lead to a fair amount of discomfort and disconcern and, and all these kinds of things. And, uh, and so we can, we can begin to, to try and figure out our way out of this thing. And, and I just want to say, I believe the Holy Spirit is just putting a line under this, so that's why I'm repeating it. Let's just, just look for what He's doing right here, right now, and say, Lord, I don't want to waste these last 50 days 
and, and just brush over them and then try and rush headlong into the next because I'm so concerned about my finances and I'm concerned about my business and I'm trying to hatch a plan that I'm not actually remaining with you in these days and hearing your voice as to what it is that you're saying to me now and what it is you're doing in the now. So in every season, God is up to something. So let's be paying some attention and saying, Lord, what is it that you're saying to me right here, right now? So let's not try and rush to the next level and miss what God has. You know, sometimes it's in the deepest places that the best treasure is to be found. So we know with Jesus turning the water into wine, and I know that some of you have been experimenting with that, um, but it says that he always saves the best wine for last. And so in this time of lockdown, it's possible that he's saving the best experiences for us in these last days. So don't be in such a hurry internally that you're actually living past these days and missing what God has for you. How about we stay in the now that we ask? And that passage where, where Jesus is, is speaking about prayer and about seeking the Holy Spirit, he said, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. And it's the present continuous tense in the original language. And so let's stay in that place of keeping on drawing from the Lord and receiving from Him. How about we dig a little deeper? And so that's what I want us to, to focus on in, in these next two weeks. Let, let's go back to Joel chapter 2. And, uh, and we looked at a portion of this last week. But in verse 12, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. This Returning to the Lord with, with actions, external actions that are reflecting an internal reality. So there's fasting, there's weeping, and there's mourning. You know, for some of us, there's been this, this mourning for, for the world that it was previously. And, and we keep hearing some of the terminology that says there's going to be a new normal that we won't be able to return to the past. And for some instances, yes, it'll be like that. I, I don't believe all of the hype and all of the exaggeration, but the, there are gonna be some new patterns and new ways of doing things. And so there's this natural time of being sad and mourning for the passing of some of the things that we enjoyed doing, some of the things that we, we cherished. But we need to let go of some things in order that we might reach forward for some of the new things. And so we're making space, we're making room to be able to receive 
from the Lord, but in the here and in the now, let's release. And so there's a saying goodbye to some of the things. Now, you want to do that internally in your heart, right? So if you were comfortable in living in doubt, well, this is a good one to say goodbye to. <laughs> you know, it's uncomfortable to actually let go of things, even some bad things, because they've become supports to us, almost like crutches. And it's not always easy for us to let things go. But we do need to, in a sense, get rid of those things and, um, and part ways with that. There are obviously some things that we would love to be doing, you know. Uh, every now and then, I, um, I was going to say I bump into people. I don't even do that. Uh, but I, I come into some visual contact with people and, uh, you know, you've got to maybe put out the elbow or, or just wave. And, uh, but the sense of being actually wanting to give them a, a, a hug um, because you haven't seen them in so long. And, and so there's a sense of we're mourning some of the things that we would love to be, to be doing in this time. And it, it will be a while before we're able to return to doing some of those things. So there's, there's a mourning. There's a weeping. There's a time of, of weeping. You know, there's, there's good tears, especially when there's weeping for, for those who are lost. When we're weeping for those who are caught up in cycles of, of destruction. When, when the Holy Spirit stirs our hearts and He prays through us and, and there's a grieving, there's a weeping for those who do not yet know the love and the light of Jesus, that they would come out of darkness into light. They would come out of hatred and bitterness and a loveless life, and they would come into the fullness of perfect love. And, and so there's a weeping as we, as we pray. There's a, there's a weeping for some of our own shortcomings. And, and so there's a turning to our, of our hearts in, in genuine repentance. And, uh, and sometimes it'll be just, a, uh, the weeping will be because we're overwhelmed by His mercy. You know, there are times when I, I, I will be praying and I just overcome and tears will flow at the goodness of God. I don't deserve His goodness. I don't deserve His mercy. I don't deserve His love. None of us have deserved it. But He gives it as a gift. He's, he's full of kindness and, and mercy. And he gives himself to us out of his abundant and extravagant love. And I just overcome and, and the tears will just flow. There's a weeping that is a good kind of a weeping of just being overwhelmed. We look at the, the food we have, with the shelter we have, the, the, the abundant blessings we have. And we just overcome and, and the tears of love and gratitude flow. But that's part of our turning of our hearts to the Lord, that we recognize He is our provider. He is the, the source, the, the beginning point of our lives. And, and so we turn to, towards Him. So um, it, it's time for us to seek the Lord. It's time for us to, to turn towards Him. And, uh, and so this is a time of preparation, 
I believe there's a preparation as we, as we think about that, that vision of, of the fast-flowing current that's coming, of the, the downpour of, of rain, of, of a storm surge that's going to be coming in. But there's a time of preparation for that outpouring as we, as we look forward to Pentecost and the outpouring of the Spirit. We're saying, Lord, pour out your Spirit again. Do it again, even as you've done it in the past. Would you do it again? Would you pour out your Spirit? And so we, we tune our hearts towards the Lord. We're tuning in like you would tune into a radio station. And, and so we're listening for him and, we, and we're seeking him. And so we're preparing ourselves to be closer to him, to draw closer to him. You know, the preparation process is probably the most important part when it comes to restoration. If you are painting, you're repainting your house, the, the most important part is the part that actually won't be seen. It's the scraping down of the old and it's removing of the flakes and it's the filling in of the cracks and it's the sanding of the rough places. It's a smoothing over of things. It's, it's, uh, it's putting in the, the, the bonding liquid. It's, it's making sure that the rising damp can't come again. It's, it's ensuring that the surface is ready for the application of that which will be seen. And the preparation takes time and it's a lot of effort and energy and a bit of sacrifice and it's probably not even gonna be seen in the end. But if you don't do it, the, the top layer that you put on, it'll look great for the first while, but there'll come a time when it'll just peel off in chunks. There's a part under my roof where I, I've seen this thing play out. It's been like a parable for me. At first, I noticed some flecks of paint were, would, would come off the roof after the wind had been blowing. And I'd kind of, what on earth is this paint? You know, little patches of paint, dry paint, obviously. But it flaked off and was down on the driveway. You know, where's this from? And, you know, I couldn't see it. It was only when I went up on the roof, I saw that somebody previously had tried to take a shortcut. They hadn't cleaned the surface properly and they hadn't dealt with all the, 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 the dirt and the, the, the junk, the gunk that was there. They hadn't gone to the effort of preparation. They'd just gone straight to the final thing and just applied a top coat. And it looked good for a while, but it only lasted for a while. You see, if we want things to be lasting, if we want to experience lasting change in our lives, if we want to receive the full benefit of what God is doing, let's stay in the now and let's use this as a time for preparation. That we might, when we step into the new, the new that we're going to receive from the Lord as a gift from Him, it's going to last and we're going to be able to hold on to it. So I just want to encourage you, let's stay firm, let's stay focused, let's stay strong in these next couple of weeks. Now can we switch across to Daniel because there's something in here in terms of what happened in Daniel's life. So in Daniel chapter 1, um, the 
the king of Babylon had come. He carted off the people of, of Israel off into captivity. And, uh, and Daniel and his, and his three mates, um, they're, they're in a, uh, a season of being prepared. So we pick up the, the story in, in verse 11. And Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You might know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food. And treat your servants in accordance with, in, with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these Four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his presence, right, the time of preparation, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them. And he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. Now, that's quite a powerful um, thing that we, we hear in terms of what was going on with Daniel and his, his three companions. So we, we see that they took time to prepare themselves. There was a long time of preparation, obviously way more than those 10 days. It was about three years of preparation. But the, the thing I'm wanting to point to is that there was a very specific 10 days when there was this testing, there was examining of things. And, uh, and so I want us to draw from this of the 10 days where Daniel and his companions, they came aside and they, they didn't eat the way everybody else was eating and they, they embarked on a different kind of preparation from people around about them. And it says that the Lord, He was with them and He enabled them to have greater insight, greater wisdom, there was greater revelation. So that there was the prophetic ability to interpret visions and dreams. So we can see something of the enabling of the Spirit that was released to them during this time of preparation. So I'd like for us just to draw from that a little bit and say, is it possible for us to pull aside over 10 days and let's 
not eat all of the choice things. And for many of you, the wine problem is not a problem because it ran out a long time ago. It's just a, a little bit of an inside joke for those here in lockdown in South Africa. But that you take some time to prepare, to pull aside. And if we take the passage from Joel, which says, you know what, it's time to seek the Lord to prepare yourself with fasting. We see Daniel, he prepared himself. It was a different kind of fasting. And there was a fasting with, with water, with vegetables, fruit, these kinds of things. But there was a growing in the things of the, of the Lord. There was the release of revelation, but there was also wisdom and there was understanding. So a time to dig deep in the scriptures because wisdom is the beginning of knowledge, and we know that wisdom is a person, Jesus. And so digging into things like the book of Proverbs, digging into wisdom literature, digging into the scriptures, that you might gain greater wisdom and understanding. And one other piece I just want to leave with you this morning, and this is from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, and uh, we pick it up in, in verse 4. Jesus was still with his disciples. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with, or John baptized in water, but in a few days you will be baptized with, or in, the Holy Spirit. Verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Verse 12. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. There's different Judas there, ne? They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers and was a group numbering about 120. And so Jesus said, I'm going to send a gift. The Holy Spirit is coming. My Father has promised this gift, and I, Jesus, am going to send this gift to you. But wait in Jerusalem. You'll be empowered from on high. You will be my witnesses. There will be a massive shift and a change in your ability to give testimony, to give witness to the life and the power of Jesus. Remember, they'd been with Jesus for three and a half years. They'd seen the miracles. They'd participated in the miracles. Jesus had sent them out. They'd been participants in, in much of the ministry. But Jesus said, there's still something you need. Wait until you receive the Holy Spirit. And so they've come aside. And remember, at that point, they didn't know it was going to be 10 days. Jesus said, wait until. 
So they didn't know exactly how, they were gonna, how long they were going to be waiting, but they were obedient. They were submitting to the words of Jesus, to his instruction, his direction. And so about 120 of them were, were gathered there. Now remember Jesus at the ascension, uh, Corinthians records that about 500 were there when Jesus ascended into heaven. All 500 received the same instruction. But it's interesting, only 120 actually persevered, stayed with it, and remained in a place of seeking the Lord, a time of preparation, of coming aside and waiting on the Lord. Now, I just want to draw your attention to uh, Luke's recording this in Luke chapter 24. Now, remember, Luke's the same guy who wrote the Acts of the Apostles. But he's recording it slightly differently here. And uh, he's re remembering when Jesus came in to the room. Uh, he did one of those Star Trek kind of things where he just like appeared uh, in the room with the, the disciples. So the guys from, who'd been uh, from Emmaus, they'd rushed in to tell the 12 because they'd seen Jesus. They're now with the, sorry, with the 11. And, uh, and Jesus then appears and he opened their minds, just like he'd done with the two on the road to Emmaus. He opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually in the temple, praising God. So, as we pull these different passages of scriptures together, what I believe the Lord is wanting us to do as a company of people is that we would use this time of preparation wisely. We'd stay in the now of the lockdown and let us prepare our hearts for an encounter with the Lord on Pentecost. So I'm asking, join us for 10 days of preparation. We're going to choose to encourage you to join us in Daniel's method of fasting. So vegetables and fruit and water that we put away, the, the sweets, the chocolates, and, and all of those extra things that we, we put aside the meat uh, you haven't really been able to do a bri with your mates anyway, so it's not, not too big of a deal, right, guys? But we put aside our meat, and, and we, we just use this as an opportunity just to tune our hearts to the Lord. I'd like us to embrace the disciples' attitude of preparation, because it says there in Luke 24 that they were praising the Lord and they were filled with joy. I'd love for us in this time of preparation and of fasting 
that we have a joy in our hearts as we're preparing, that the joy would be the hallmark of our interactions with one another, of our speech, of our anticipation and expectation that the best is yet to come. That we, we're not fasting with, with, uh, with a heavy heart and, and with faces that are downcast, but actually, just like the 120, there was praising, there was worshiping, and there was great joy because there was an anticipation that we're going to receive a gift. Remember, Jesus said to them, if you earthly fathers know how to give your children gifts that are good, and you are wicked in comparison to your heavenly father, how much more your good heavenly father will give you a good gift, if you ask. It says, and he was speaking about the outpouring of the Spirit. And so, it's a good gift to have an anticipation that the Father and the Son and the Spirit are going to do something good in us, to us, and through us in these next days. And so it's with joy and gladness and anticipation that the best is yet to come. So we want to start on Thursday, the 21st of May, which is Ascension Day. We want to remember that Jesus went up into heaven. And he gave this promise. He said, the same way you've seen me going, I will return. He will be coming again on the clouds and every eye will behold He's coming. It's going to be a glorious coming. So we remember that he said he's coming again. Hallelujah. We look forward to the second coming. And so we're going to start our 10 days of, of just getting everything that God has for us, this time of digging deeper, of looking for greater treasure. We're going to start on Thursday the 21st, and we'll culminate with communion, and uh, we're going to celebrate on the day of Pentecost on, on the 31st of May. So I just want to encourage you. God is speaking. He, he's given to us visions and dreams. And I was just so blessed that the Lord did that for me in the early hours of this morning while it was yet dark. And the Lord encouraging me, encouraging us. He's not finished with us. He's got good things in store for us. So let's, Let's consciously take this decision to turn our hearts to the Lord. Let, let me pray for, with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are doing so many good things in this time and in this season. Thank you for your hand of, of protection and you're, you're shielding us. Thank you, Lord, that you constantly are reminding us that you're not finished with us, you've not abandoned us, you're not neglecting us, but you're saying to us that the best is yet to come. And so, Lord, we ask that by your Spirit, you would strengthen us, stir up our hearts, that we would push in to receive everything that you have for us. Thank you that you have great treasures in store for us. And so we look to you in this time. We ask, Lord, for our, 
our families, that you would continue to watch over them and, and release your love and your kindness and your mercy to us as households and then further to our streets. And we continue to pray in, in Mission Love One that those that you've laid on our hearts, that we indeed would see these ones experiencing your love, your mercy, your kindness. And to you, Lord, be all praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Bless you.